You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to Work On It Wednesday. Mike Callahan here with Dylan from the Simple Growth team. Going to be talking about things you should be working on in your business. Um, and Well, actually, things you should be working on in, on your business and not in your business, as Michael Gerber says. But Dylan and I are going to be breaking down production rate-based estimating for fertilization and weed control based on a standard push spreader, hose and reel, and a stand-on unit, similar to a Perma Green or maybe a Toro Xmark. Um, but Dylan, I know you got some insight working with hundreds of businesses already this year. Um, so we're going to be going over a basic matrix of a uh, standard base price, the minimum to show up, and a set amount there over, say, per thousand square feet. And then we're going to go into breaking down um, price breaks based on larger properties up to an acre and actually over. So um, I know you've been dealing with a lot of people here with Simple Growth basing, uh, setting up a production rate-based estimating system with budgeted time and actual budgeted costs, including overhead recovery and the actual materials per round. So uh, I'll give you the floor here before we open up the screen and actually show people how to do this. Yeah, uh, speaking with so many people recently, uh, obviously everybody here knows that the matrix is like a really, really important tool, a really neat tool, rather than taking so much time to build out an estimate every time you do it, you put in the, the work up front and then estimates become very, very easy. The one thing that I'm excited to break down here is the, the number one issue I see with matrices is people say, oh, my, mine is actually built up pretty well, but over 20,000 square feet, I always find myself having to adjust the price that it actually produces because I know for sure that's not going to get accepted. And then it, it just kind of compounds as you get into bigger, uh, larger and larger properties, like two, three acres and above. A lot of people just throw the matrix kind of out the window. Um, so with certain price breaks actually built into it, you can still ensure that you're profitable, um, but also make sure that your, your price isn't, uh, you know, too outlandish, you're actually going to be winning these bids because if you're having to manually adjust the price that the system produces for you, your, your matrix is broken to some degree. So that, that that's kind of what, kind of what I wanted to say before we, we hop in here. Yeah, I could agree with you more too. And, and like it, face value, really thinks it's it's set up correctly, and it, it may be, but once it gets past say fifteen to twenty thousand square feet, the the prices get really wonky. And then the other thing that we see is a lot of times is like, hey, we've got a production rate based estimating system, but it doesn't actually show us what the projected profit and profit percentages with materials. And a lot of times we don't have a budgeted time. Um, and we obviously really want to base it on square footage because no matter the software we're going out, we, when we go out to dispatch it on a dispatch board or whatever that is in your software, we really want to be able to dial into that custom field or that job variable such as church square footage because that's going to give us the ability to go out then and actually project how many um, bags or gallons or ounces of material we need per round or per day and actually set a goal for the technician with a quality standard. So um, could agree with you more on that one, Dylan. So what I'm going to do is break open here in the stream and uh, show the simple growth uh, blueprint here. So I love the fact that you came in after me. So you're actually on top now and I'm not on top of the video here. So <laughs> this is perfect. Thank you. So what we've got here is, uh, Dylan is raising the roof. Um, so over here, it, it, we've got the simple growth blueprint. And I'm going to go into a very basic um, two-line production rate-based estimating system. Dylan, feel free to hop in and, and you know give some some uh, feedback on this here, but I'm going to scroll down here just to service number one, and I'm going to call this, um, we're not going to build out all five rounds, but I'm going to show you some examples of the basic matrix and then with price breaks. But this could be round one, uh, pre-emergent, 
is our service um, with her. So we'll, we'll abbreviate it here just for today's informality, but we have that's the service name or it could be round one, but round one is that service. So the custom field or the job variable is going to be turf square footage and that is going to be a core service. So if you're using a product like Service Autopilot, this is actually going to be one service that's actually buttoned up into a package. So if we have time, we'll actually go into there. So the question I always ask, Dylan, is um, what is your base price to show up if you have one for your fertilization service? So, Dylan, you may say, hey, Mike, my base price to show up for fertilization is $45. Um, $45 here to show up. And then the next question really is, Dylan, how many – how many square feet does that cover um, of just turf area? We're not looking at lot size, like full area. We're talking about treatable turf area. And that's what we're going to recommend. Uh, it may take an extra minute or two to measure that area, but we really want to be uh, competitive and make sure we know our production rates once we get the, these numbers in to run it in the report center. So uh, Dylan, you may be coming at me and saying, hey, Mike, uh, that covers up to 5,000 square feet. That's great. So Dylan, uh, if, if you were on a call with Simple Growth here, building it out yourself, what would be your charge per man hour? What would we be looking to get per man hour? Well, usually on fertilization, weed control services like this, it's a little bit more than like the lawn mowing rate. So a, a pretty common one that I see and uh, people strive for is about 75 bucks a, a man hour. Okay. And in, in the Northeast here, we may be breaking even. It's a little higher uh, overhead recovery in the technician, especially with kind of post-COVID or, or the tail end of COVID. Uh, labor, labor's higher. So I'm, I'm going to say that this is probably going to be close to about 46 bucks per hour break even. So total overhead with labor and labor burden recovery. So what we've got here is our base price is one to 5,000 to 45 bucks, our base price. Um, we're going to adjust a budgeted time now looking at this. So an industry average is maybe like 0.05 or 0.047 if you use a push spreader. Now, uh, I'll put that in there. So maybe it's, uh, let's round it up to 0.05 times we've got five parts in a thousand. So it's basically 15 minutes, 0.25 man hours. Well, Dylan, I don't know about you, but if I'm, I'm including my base price, I, our technician's probably going to have to get out, unload the machine, fill the hopper, and maybe in certain areas actually put up some pesticide warning signs. So maybe we're going to bump this up to uh, 0.35 man hours to cover that extra uh, setup time to actually be covered in there. Now, a lot of companies will also cover your non-billable um, mobilization on average in there. So maybe your first 5,000 square feet really is going to be closer to 0.45 because we're going to include some mobilization in there. So that's normally the two to three different things we're talking about and looking at as we're building out the basic methodology before we go to a price break methodology. So as you're looking at the top numbers here, Dylan, looks like your company, Fictitious Now, is really doing really good. We're, we're, we're making uh, $24.30 profit at a 54% margin. Well, the one thing that most companies always forget about is product cost. And I know for a lot of companies, this can be really tough. So if we're looking at a product cost for pre-emergent, um, Traditionally, that is a granule product with the fertilizer baked into it. So let's just say we've got a bag of fertilizer that is running us um, $16 a bag. Now, across the U.S. and Canada, that's going to vary, but that, that's probably somewhere in the middle of 16 to 22 bucks, depending on where you're at. Um, so the math behind this is really we want to say what we have $16 divided by five parts of 1,000, because five times 1,000 is 500. So if I divide that by five, my cost per thousand is $3.20. So now this has this equation has changed quite a bit here. 
So and, as, and, and Mike, sorry, that, that with, would be if the bag covers 5,000 square feet, right? Uh, correct. Yes, my bad. So you're correct, 100%. So nothing, Facebook Live is kind of crazy here. So actually, your cost per unit is, let's say this bag covers, what do you want to say, uh, 10,000 square feet? Uh, hey, well, we don't even have pre-emergence up here in Canada. So you, you, you probably have a clearer idea than I do on that one. Yeah, so 16 divided by, uh, yeah, let's call it 15,000 square feet. So that is, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong then, so this is, uh, that's probably going to be closer to, 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 to 10. So it would be a dollar sixty per thousand, if the math that way there. So that would be... I'd chime in and help, but it's like it's a little tiny on my screen. But I I, I trust your math. Don't worry. <laughs> Facebook Live, brother. Yes, yeah, so it would be a bit, about a dollar fourteen per thousand. So it's five parts of a thousand. So five times one point four one four makes sense. It's about five dollars and seventy one cents per thousand. So I appreciate you. Obviously, with Facebook Live, you don't think about that occasionally. But now we've got an interesting scenario here. So this is the issue that sometimes goes in with a lot of companies when they're building out of matrices. So. Based on that, uh, 0.45, if that is the actual time we're going to be budgeting, we're actually losing between product and material um, this cost here. Now, let me just double check the math here because this is pre-built. So we're, what we're going to do, if you're building the math yourself, this actually is kind of cool. We're doing this. We're taking our budget hours and timesing it by our 46 bucks per man hour, and we're adding our $5.71. So... Math now is actually correct. So if you're looking at the math, you are taking your break-even times, your budgeted or your cost per hour. So it's going to give you your labor with overhead recovery costs. And then you're adding your cost per 5,000 square feet here. And our cost per thousand is $1.14. So we've got about a 41% net profit margin said not after labor overhead or material. Um, so anywhere between about 40 and 45% net, what we're seeing nationally is probably about right right now. So that 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 is falling in the ballpark. Um, any questions or comments on that, Dylan, before we kind of dive into the overage? Uh, the only thing that, that kind of came to my mind was I hear some people say, like, oh, I, I know a competitor's charging $45 as their minimum fee, so that's what I want to do as well. And uh, it's just so important to run these, like, when you're, when you're entering your services, run it with your actual numbers. You know, maybe that competitor that you, you think is lowballing has no office, has no overhead to, to actually recover. Um, so they might be able to actually price themselves considerably lower and still hit that, that really good uh, profit margin. But, you know, a lot of the companies that we deal with, they have office staff and, you know, offices and, and stuff like that that they actually need to recoup in, in a lot of these costs. So it's just so important to use your actual real numbers. Yeah, and the other thing that a lot of people do, we talk about as a, as a benchmark is the cost or the charge, basically, the charge per thousand. So if you took the 45 and divided it by five parts um, and you did the math, your charge per thousand is actually $9. So this is going to get interesting as we get into a larger acreage break point of um, cost break. But I think this is something a lot of people don't necessarily look at it. You nailed it on the head, Dylan. Hey, well, my competitor is charging 45 bucks for the first 5,000, so I got to do the same thing. What we really kind of want to look at is where are we at as an internal benchmark, our cost per thousand. And as we go to our price breaks, what can we afford? And how does that, as it gets more productive, um, how do we, where does that come out as a price per thousand? So 
in a basic scenario, I'm going to say using a push spreader here, we'll keep the production the same at about 0 0.047, 0 0.05 around a, a man hours per, per thousand. Every thousand over 5,000, my base price is, let's say we're going $6.50 per thousand. And I go in and round that up to 0 0.05. My cost now is going in, same kind of equation. I'll do this live here. Is your 0 0.05 man hours times your $46 break even, what it costs you before you make a profit, plus the cost of that bag uh, per thousand square feet was $1.14. So you're charging $6.50 and you are costing you overhead and materials $3.44. So if you went in and said, hey, I've got $6.50 minus my $3.44 and I divide that out, you're at about a 47% net margin. So it's actually based on that math right now, it's actually a little bit more profitable. So if you're trying to become down and be a little more um, competitive, you could actually drop that down. But the one thing you're going to find here is, and you probably can go down to $5.75. So you're pretty close with it rounding up. So you're at a 41% margin on top, your base price. But you remember, we added some extra time for drive time. We added some time for the, the filling and kind of getting the, the equipment ready. Now, if we went for every thousand over the 5,000 at 575 per thousand, that's still going to get us about a 40% margin. So that's still really in the ballpark, maybe a little bit on the lower end. But those are the numbers you want to start looking at. Because if you just go into a product like Service Autopilot here and go into a rate matrices, it doesn't show you um, your profit and profit percentage. So if you were to take that uh, equation here, these top five lines, I'll do it a little bit later after we go to the price break, in these bottom five cells now automatically load into these five cells up top and the bottom. And we would go in and grab turf square footage as our variable. And we'd go in and create our calculation as quantity retimes visit. So does that make sense still before I actually dive in and show a production rate based estimating system? And I'm going to try to show an example between the push spreader, hose and reel, and um, through a Facebook uh, post, somebody wanted to actually have like a ride on the X Mark Toro or Permagreen production rate. Yeah, that looks good. The one thing about the, the profit margin, actually showing that by taking a couple extra seconds and doing it in the blueprint before just sticking it into a CRM like Service Autopilot is typically on these larger price matrices that I've seen built out. When we actually transfer it out of Service Autopilot into this blueprint, you see that profit margin percentage just shrink as you get into these larger properties. Absolutely. Right. Dwindles or sometimes they're actually losing money. It can be an eye opener. And they're like, well, I can't be right, Mike or Dylan. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. Actually, the numbers don't lie. Obviously, we go through and we, we update the formulas based on what we're doing. Because um, you saw it was a little mis misinformative. I actually updated it based on our product, the way we put it together. Um, the other, I think, for as a pro tip would be as well, is like, let's just say you're doing IPM integrated pest management. I'm not sure if you have that up in Canada, Dylan, but uh, IPM is a big thing in the States. And uh, with IPM, uh, you're only spot spraying post-emergent pesticides on the, the areas that need to be treated. So if you're looking at your cost for the post-emergent chemical, I suggest kind of looking at it and say, okay, based on a thousand square feet, what percentage on average am I spraying? Is it 20%? Is it 50%? And then we can kind of back that math in there. So I think that's the other big thing when you go to put this into a software program, most software programs don't have the ability, um, almost none that I'm aware of. They do have chemical tracking, but they don't really have um, the actual job costing materials per round. So that's how we want to look at it before we get it into the system. Mm -hmm. um, so now the next thing you're looking at is going, well, if I'm in, a, in something like Service Autopilot, there's no room for price breaks. So we're going to show you how to add these lines in here by hitting this button. 
but how do we actually create this? And this is applicable to any software, um, in my opinion, or no software. If you're running pen and paper Excel sheets, uh, early days at Callahan's, this is how we did it. So, yeah, and not just guessing about it either, right? Just saying, oh, I think maybe we should drop it by a buck after 10,000 square feet. Well, where did that number actually come from? Like, it's a fine line between you want to win as many jobs as you possibly can, but you also need to be profitable. It, it, it's all warm and fuzzy inside to have that big property on like the cornerstone in, in your market. But if you're losing money every time you go and do that property, even with the visibility, it's, it's just not worth it. Right. So what I did, I took the $75 charge per hour and our expense per hour and our cost per 5,000 was, was the base price. And we had our cost per unit of $1.14. Now we're going to do this for every round, probably not live, but the, the idea is we want a job cost and build this out for every round. Because what you're going to find is certain rounds are going to be more profitable than other rounds. So maybe before you actually break it down per round, you may average all your chemical costs across five or six rounds together and use that up here to say, on average, what is my average profit margin across all the rounds? Now, traditionally, that last round, at least in the Northeast, is probably the most profitable for sure. So that's another thing we want to look at. Uh, so we've got our uh, pre-M. Refer is our program, same thing. Custom field is going to be our church square footage. Um, and, and let's take a look at it. So your full transparency, your push spreader, hose and reel are going to be about the same. You're looking at about 0 0.05 to 0.047-ish man hours as an industry average per thousand. Now, your write-on machines, most write-on machines are going to produce, I would say, ballpark. Uh, if, the, if it's a, a veteran rider, you're, you're at about a minute per thousand. Um, and you can be doing granular and liquid at the same time. Now, the first three to 4,000 square feet um, are probably not going to be as productive because you're slowing it down, you're hitting the edges, you're not trying to drift into uh, flower beds and kill the plants, things like that. So um, let's just say the production for the first 5,000 is consistent, then uh, we may dial it back. So same exact thing, one to 5,000 square feet is our base price of 45 bucks that Dylan gave us. And uh, if we go back, let's just say that first that first group is 0.45. Um, I'm going to probably say it's going to be closer to 0.05 is my guess um, times 5,000 square feet. It's 0.25, and then maybe another add another 0.01 man hours to bring that up to 0.35 for loading and unloading the machine. If we've got to gas it up, we've got to put some liquid or, or product in there. Um, so that would probably be my assumption here then i would i'm going to update this formula so equals our budgeted time times our break even per man hour so just you can see our labor and overhead cost in a 1610 then i want to go in and add five times so it's five parts of a thousand times um, our per unit cost or if you've already built it out in your matrices, you take that 571 and just plug that in there. So we've got our number here of our break even. And so we've got our profit here of 2319 and a profit percentage of 51.52. So obviously it becomes a little more profitable when we're starting to use that right on machine. And we're being ultra conservative here. If you're doing this yourself, you may want to lower that budget at time, but I want to use that as an example. Um, so does that make sense up to that point, Dylan? Any thoughts before we do that? Yeah, no, that, that all looks good. And 
the industry averages that we're using here are just like averages, right? Of course. So um, the most concrete way to do this is is pull some actual examples from like an average applicator that you have. Maybe not yourself as the owner going out there and doing stuff and, and zooming through the route, but just uh, some, someone that's easily repli replicable. Yep. A good point too. Yeah. Probably don't want to base it on the owner because we're, we're probably going to go a bit faster. Um, so what I'm doing here is I'm just adding some math. Uh, F5 here is the one to 5,000. So I'm always going to go up one. So we've got some gaps and differentiations and I'm adding an extra thousand. So if we grab these formulas and drag them down, um, not really doing a class on Excel or Google sheets here, but uh, I'm going to get you kind of close here. So we're going to go all the out to about 42 to 43,000, basically an acre, pretty close. Okay. And we're measuring this online and we're going up to the nearest thousand square feet. So when we're measuring this online, don't worry that you've got to put so many dots in it. It's going to come out in the wash. If, if you're within five to 600 square feet, you're going to be in that range anyway. So that's going to be kind of a tip when we go to measure these. So now we've got maybe a charge per thousand here. So uh, if you remember, we were at our charge per thousand was the 45 divided by five parts of a thousand. We're at nine dollars per thousand so we potentially could be running that formula but maybe we're going to go down here and now based on the first example we were at 575 per thousand that's still netted around a 40 percent profit margin so maybe the next one we'll go in is we're going to go we'll drop that down to 575 to be a little more competitive and what we're going to do is just make this 45 plus the 575 um, and if you are taking an excel class here or google sheets especially Google Sheets, the dollar sign between the N here, the letter, is going to hold that equation. So uh, I'm going to drive that down to, what do you, what do you think, Dylan, uh, about about 10,000? Yeah, I think after 10,000, you're probably going to need to lower it a little bit. All right. So, and, and you definitely want to base this on your numbers. We're just kind of doing this off the cuff. And each market is different for sure. Uh, but the one thing that we, did, we didn't look at, Dylan, is what is the production rate? So we said... You know, the first 5,000 is going to be around 0.05. I'm guessing that we're going to go down to about a minute per thousand if we're using a write-on machine. So our production now is going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to take that base production, and I'm just going to go in for every 1,000. I'm adding 0.02. But basically, one minute divided by 60 is 0.02 man hours. So that's kind of what we're driving. Once again, we're going to want to go in and do a little uh, Google Sheet math or magic. And we're going to drag that down. Okay, so we've got that in there. So now you can see our production is, is going up one minute uh, per thousand. Now our break even is going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to say, hey, and actually we may. So we're going to take our 0.37, which is our H, and we're going to take that by our K. Right here is our expense per hour. That's K3. And I'm going to take our F6, which is our square footage. I'm going to want to divide that by 1,000 there because I want to know how many parts of 1,000 are in there. And then I'm going to multiply it by my M, our 114 per 1,000. So that's going to be M3. And... Uh, All right, so let's double check our math here. H6 times our 46. 
So this is our labor and overhead recovery. And you remember it was like 1601. So that would be correct there. And I should learn by now using the pre-built templates here. So we're going to go in and divide this by a thousand times cost per unit is 114 per thousand. There we go. So there we go. We've got the, the product. So our profit margin actually goes up a little bit because we're, we're catching that gap. And that was about the same percentage as we saw on the original one here. So that doesn't surprise me. So we're going to go in and grab that profit and profit percentage and our break even and drive that down the sheet. So what's the, what's the price coming out to now? Like they were charging the customer at around 10,000 square feet. Uh, we're at about 7,375. Okay. I think that seems pretty reasonable still. Okay, so maybe we're going to go in here um, in this cell here. And, and the cool thing is once it's built, we can actually play the math game to see, hey, how, how low or how high we can get. So once we build this out, we can actually play with these gray cells. Uh, but let's just say we went down and we went down a dollar per thousand. Probably aren't going to go that low, but let's just let's play the game here to see what happens here. So we'll take that up to 20,000. And are you saying we're charging an additional dollar per thousand square feet to the customer? Uh, we're charging it a dollar less per thousand. Oh, okay. So instead so of the can, five something. Yeah. So we were going 575 per thousand. Now we're charging 475 per thousand. Okay. Makes sense. And there we've got our profit. We've got our profit percentage. So maybe here, Fictitiously, let's make it a pretty heavy drop. Drop down to say three dollars per thousand. We'll double check the math of the formulas uh, once we're done here too, just because it is easy to mistranspose these. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, at a certain point, you're not going to get any quicker. Uh, I don't know if we've reached that point yet, but uh, at a certain point, like that, and maybe we've already passed it, but like that minute per thousand square feet doesn't, yeah, matter, yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter if you're in an open field or, or w whatever it is. You just you literally can't go any faster than that. Nope. Yeah. So it just it it literally just stays where it's at. I'm trying to make these price breaks come across here as we go. So you can kind of see it comes up a little bit. Uh, this may not be actual market pricing, but as you go down now, your profit margins are starting to kind of dwindle. So traditionally, when we get most folks on a call, um, as we get into that 30000 35000 their profits are just like absolutely shrinking. So we came in pretty heavy um, here up top. But if we just change this to 5 bucks. And 450, you can kind of see what starts to happen here. Things just start shifting a little bit. And where do you want to go here, Dylan, on price per thousand? Uh, so, so what square footage amount are we at right now? And what is uh, the. I'm at 30,000 square feet. Okay. So 
I'm going to be going and do you want to go keep it at three? Do you want to go lower just to kind of see what happens? I mean, I don't suggest going any lower than where we're at. Probably not any lower, like $5 per thousand. But fictitious, these are obviously very fictitious numbers. But I want to show people how to actually um, build this out. Yeah, well, what's so what's the uh, break even uh, per or, or sorry, what, what was the chemical cost and the uh, per, uh, per a dollar a dollar 14? I mean, I, I'm usually seeing between 225 and 250 on average. So that's probably why the numbers are looking a little funky. Okay, um, but we can we can manipulate that up here in a minute just so we can actually show people what that looks like. Yeah, I would think the price breaks are going to get less and less, um, you know, what once we you know, even though we're talking about a larger property here, like at a certain point, you don't want to completely erode your margin. Yeah, you're going to go negative, basically. So let me pull this down here. All right, so we've got all the numbers in here. So let's let's play the game. And let's just say our cost per is 250. Okay, so that is going to go in. And we've still got, still got some decent margins here. So, I mean, I don't know... Let's just double check to make sure all these formulas roll down. And what is that percentage that you're seeing, even on like the, the larger property? Uh, 73%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I traditionally will see it around 30 to 35% ballpark. But yeah. obviously, these are, these are very fictitious numbers. So that's kind of the issue because we're not dealing with actual real numbers that someone would give us. Yeah. No, but the, methodolo sense. the methodology is exactly how you would do it. Yeah, even if like you, you had no idea what you should be charging, um, you know, it is good to go on the higher end as well. And hey, if you start sending out quotes at this rate and 75% of your quotes are getting accepted, well, maybe you don't need to adjust them down. But I do hear from some people like my my, my quotes are getting percent uh, accepted at like a 10 to 20% rate. Well, I would recommend really making sure you know what your break even is and re-looking at some of your services and saying, I might too highly priced as well. Yep. So I bumped that up to $50 expense hour just so you can kind of see what happens here. Um, but that that's going to be a pretty realistic um, production rate. Now, you may be up to seven, 8000 before you really catch the efficiency. But like you said, you're not really going to get any faster. I suggest you put some breaks in probably around 10, 15, 20, uh, 30, and then somewhere around an acre. So if we're at $3 per thousand, Fictitiously here, every thousand over the forty-three thousand, we may be charging uh, two dollars and seventy-five cents. But I mean, we're really in, in a real-world scenario. We're probably not going to go any less than five dollars per thousand um, with actual real cost and overhead of materials. Yeah. Is what I'm seeing traditionally. So you're, and then you'd be going in, and the over overage line would be your budget hours times your break-even plus your cost per thousand. Yeah. And this, this can be extrapolated as well. If you only do 20 acre complexes, well, maybe you do have an extra price break in there at like five or 10 acres. Uh, but, you know, obviously that's a little bit outside of the norm. So we're not going to build that out here today. But if you do those massive complexes, uh, whether it's sweet control or lawn mowing or whatever it is, right, just know that this, this can be extrapolated to however many acres you'd like. Yeah. And it's interesting, Dylan. So once we got to the overage here um, with that formula, we're actually at $3 and 33 cents cost yep. per, per thousand um, 
and, it, and we're, we'd only be fictitiously charging 275. So you're actually losing money, but we're catching some of the extra higher profits up here as they kind of scroll down. Yeah. So the main things you want to look at is the price, the budgeted time and the break even cost. And that's going to be your time times your break even. So this scenario here, your budgeted time, you've got that 1750 now based at 15 an hour. And then we want to add the 1250 for the first 5,000 square feet. That was this M3, the 250 per thousand is our cost. So it's 1250 for the first thousand. And then our break even here moving forward is going to be just so we kind of reiterate what this is, is you've got your, your budgeted time times your break even. So once again, that 17 went up to 18. So that's our labor and overhead and labor burden recovery. And then we would go in and just hit plus and you'd want to take the, Total, uh, total square footage here, 6,000, and divide it by 1,000, because we're always dealing with how many parts of 1,000 times our cost per 1,000 there. And Mike, did I hear you say that you fictitiously increased the, the break-even on like the, the very top cell to, to 50, or did I mishear that? Correct, I did, yeah. And I just want to make sure, because our cell is not covered now, so that is... M3, so that is, I might have forgot one of our things being on live here, so let me update this because that, that makes shift the numbers. Because that, yeah, no that 33 to 19 looks a little suspicious. Mm, okay. That looks, there we go. So full transparency, we've done hundreds of these. Now that looks like it should. Okay, I thought it looked a little funny. So now with some pretty really realistic numbers, that's that break even. So your percentage now is going from about 33% all the way down to 12% based on these numbers. And, so, and I, I don't think it's worth glossing over this point. I mean, we could probably no. talk, talk for hours just on that point alone, but these like that, that 43 uh, as a break, even an all in break, even including your overhead recovery, jumping to 50, like it's, it's not unheard of with all the labor shortages and, and stuff that's been going on with COVID lately. Um, these types of break even numbers are going to have a, a, I'm at least predicting once we see some year end numbers, um, some pretty steep increases like that. So this is like the the major benefit that some people don't quite realize about taking the extra time and building it out in a template like this, rather than just sticking it right into your CRM and kind of forgetting about it, is when you do have those major, um, you know, company expense changes, such as labor, uh, the cost of labor has gone up dramatically, or if you're a design build company, well, the cost of wood has, has absolutely ballooned. Well, you need to be able to, to enter in those cost increases and say, well, how does this affect my margins? Maybe we're not okay with it dropping from a 35 or a 50% margin down to 12. You're most likely not. So you got to raise your prices. Yeah. Good point, Dylan, too. So, I mean, it, we do hundreds of these, so you got to double check your, your formulas as well as you put these in. So like it, it just didn't look right here. So what we did is when you're pulling that number here, you've got to make sure those dollar signs are holding the cell here for the material costs and the expense costs. Otherwise, when you pull it, it pulls the math down. So it was drumming off a number that wasn't there. Uh, but now that we've kind of firmed these up, we're making nine dollars or charging nine dollars per thousand on the base price, which we were in the earlier service here. But now what we've done, and I just obviously made this on the fly, uh, but we've we're charging if we were charging five seventy five per thousand um, here, it goes up. 
and our budgeted time is going up a minute per thousand with the machine. So we kept the production basically the same as Dylan said, but as I dropped my price from 575 per thousand to 550 to 535 to 525, and then everything over an acre approximately is $5 per thousand. You can see that margin really starts, it'll weigh a little bit in and out, but really it's going all the way um, from that like 35, 36 area, all the way down to uh, averages out again around 35, and then the overage would be on 33%. So as you start to manipulate these prices and the production rate based on historical numbers, you can really see where you're at. Um, so I think this is really a great way of looking at it. And my assumption really is based on this, if I was to go in and do analysis, that 33% is really probably too low for base price. So you really probably need to be closer to, let's see what it looks like, 55. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be 55 to 57 in my opinion. That's going to get you in that profit percentage and get you really where you need to be. Um, I mean, that five bucks per thousand may actually need to come up to more closer to that that 5.25. But if you got multiple acres, that was probably be all right. But once this is built out, I think this is really, in my opinion, it, it's invaluable. You, you can go in and say, hey, oh, well, I'm at 45 here. Well, wait a minute, we're, we're, we're well below that industry average. But if I bring this up to 55, now we're, we're driving pretty good here. Mm -hmm. That looks to where I would want to be. So I would actually say if this is my company, I would say that base price has got to be probably closer to 57. Maybe, yeah. even six, maybe even 60. Yeah. Uh, and I see a lot of people steer away from like small to medium sized commercial because they're like, we, we want to focus just on residential. The margins aren't there in commercial in my area. No one, no one charges enough. Well, you don't need to replicate that, that model that you think isn't charging enough, right? You can still do these small to medium sized commercial properties that don't require, if you don't have a ride on, you don't need to go buy a ride on. You just need to make, be making sure that you're charging appropriately for it and why wouldn't you take a, a commercial that's right next to a residential property, right? If you're making the same margin. Right. And, and I, I think this is where a lot of our clients are seeing, and this is where we saw, saw the sweet spot is I, you know, somewhere between 5,000 and maybe 10,000 max that ceiling. That's, I mean, that really is a sweet spot. Yeah. Um, and you're catching a lot of extra budgeted time here. Oh, that 0.35. So if you've got route density, that actually could probably be closer to uh, that 0.25 that we had in there. And now you're really driving some serious margins. So uh, the money is really, if you can build route density, it isn't those smaller tight knit residentials, but if you're going into larger properties, price breaks, this is how we're going to break it out. Um, this is obviously an example of a ride on machine, but we can go in and literally if that production is at 0.05 the whole time and you're, you're playing the math game and saying, Hey, is it, is it time to actually go out and buy uh, a write-on machine in, in full transparency. I'm going to guess that this production actually is going to go down the bigger the property gets. So you might be at 0.06 because the guy's bagged. Um, but if, if you had it like this, wait a minute, we can't really afford to use a push spreader now because mm -hmm. we're losing money with that price break. So this is a great tool before you build it in your software to really play the game and say, okay, if I'm riding a machine or if I'm pushing or using hose and reel, where am I really at? And then just updating this as we go is literally just showing you not emotionally where you're at. So, but the example that was asked is the ride on machine. And this number is probably a little heavy for the first 5,000 too. So that probably could come down. But if you're putting in a little drive time and a little um, operator loading machine, I think that's, that's a safe bet. Um, and then in, in, to test this, you may want to go in 
and you may not be at 250 uh, per unit as an average. So if you want to cross five or six rounds, maybe you're really averaging out at $2.70 or maybe even cheaper. Now yeah. we can see what it looks like as an average across all the rounds, and then one way to build out each round separately. But what you would do is take this whole entire matrices once you've tested it out and you know you like it, and you go into a product like Service Autopilot and literally just go in and copy and paste the cells all the way across here, open it up, and then the bottom line, every overage there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, Dill, if that was helpful, kind of confusing. I apologize. I had that formula. I didn't drag it all the way down. But, that I mean, that's that's a normal error that anybody can do. Um, yep. And, obviously, that's why we put a second set of eyes on it and look at it to make sure all those formulas are driving mm -hmm. before we ever get it in the software. Because if you put it in the software, you don't know that, you may not have dragged that formula all the way down. Um, so you got you a blueprint before you implement, I would, I, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, and I think that mistake uh, and you catching it is probably pretty helpful because I know a lot of people watch these videos and you know maybe they've uh, tried to replicate this spreadsheet in, in some way, shape, or form. And yeah, if you're putting in bad data, um, you're going to be making some bad decisions off of that. The other thing I just wanted to mention quickly is it might seem like a lot of work to do this, but in my opinion, totally worthwhile. You know, you, you need to, uh, to build out a proper matrix that's going to work on small, medium, and large properties. But the other important thing, and maybe we could talk about this next Wednesday, um, is the reporting, right? These are time-based estimates, right? We're hoping that this 10,000 square foot property takes this amount of time. Now, in, th in practice, or not in theory, in practice, um, if your employees are actually taking 25% more time than what we're estimating here, well, that's a big problem. That 30, 40% margin that you had is all of a sudden completely eroded, yep. right? So you actually need to be comparing this. Uh, and you know, if you've already built up some, some data in your system, that's even better because you'll have some legitimate comparisons to say, okay, based on my price matrix, are these margins actually going to be real at the end of the year? Because you don't want to be surprised at the end of the year and say, wow, we only made or we lost 500 bucks instead of, um, you know, projecting a 30% margin. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And it, it, it looks like a lot of work, but I mean, I think literally once a year, you, you got to do it and your product costs are going to change. Um, especially the crazy times we're in now, they're going to change. So they, you may have to do this twice a year. If your distributor, uh, if you're not pre-buying your materials, like if it's a drastic change, uh, job costing going into the production based estimating thing is, is just, it's an essential thing that we've got to do. Um, so we're really breaking out how to do that yourself here. If you need some help, obviously reach out to us. But the whole idea is just the mindset of abundance. We wanted to show everybody how to do this because in the early years, if I had done this, you know, there'd be a lot more money in the bank from the first year or two in business until you figure it out. But um, it's tough when you go into a software and it doesn't tell you what your projected profit is. And then Dylan, you nailed it. The estimating and the production is only as good as it is if it's not being actually replicated in the field. So we actually need to go out and track the budgeted time and hold those folks accountable with accountability. And the other thing we didn't really talk about is what about callbacks? Those can be a bearer because if our product mix is not correct or the applicator is not following a standardized procedure, um, the cost of going back could be astronomical and it could completely erode this to begin with. So we've got to make sure that we're actually treating with the right chemicals or organics. We have a process. And if we do have a callback, we use something that I like to call the waiting list. So we go in and put all the callbacks on a waiting list. We geographically 
be like we're responsive. Like it's maybe not the next day, but the next two days or three days, but we're, we're systematically routing the callbacks when the technician's already in that area. So we're not driving all the way across the city for one callback. Uh, so we need to be responsive, but we need to be responsive enough to understand that it's going to erode our profit margins just for a callback as well. Yeah, yeah, I had a, a person I was dealing with as well where they had some repeat offenders, not really callbacks per se, but when they actually went to the property, the gate was locked and they didn't want to just spray the front lawn. Um, so they they just kind of tried to call the customer, weren't able to get a hold of them, and then they had to go back and, and reschedule an app that was, you know, yep. they were actually there to go and do it. And, and that's, that's where automations comes into play. Uh, yep. Automation, we call their be there, been there, or pre and post notification dispatch, but that al alerts the client. And I know a lot of people that work, watch work on it Wednesdays are lawn care folks, but we work with some home cleaning individuals as well. Um, and even when Tina comes to get my house, I get a text message and uh, she lets me know when we're coming, but they have a, lit a lockout policy basically. Um, so if they can't get into the house to clean, they actually charge me 50 bucks. Probably not the same in lawn care, can't get away with it, but we can kind of take a page out of a different industry and say, hey, we can set some precedence of it. Like, hey, if we're locked out, we may be only applying to the yard area we can get to. And if you want us to come back, maybe there's, at least there's a break-even de destination fee. Um, but that pre and post notification is absolutely huge, especially if you're dealing with chemicals and they've got kids or dogs and pets and things like that. Yeah, totally. And even with that notification, this person still had some repeat offenders that got the notification, still wasn't doing what they what their duties were as a client. So we actually implemented a really simple system, but to be able to track those repeat offenders, um, you know, their first offense, second offense, and third offense. And at that point, it kind of notified the owner and said, like, you got to make a decision here. Do yeah. you want to continue servicing this person? It might look great, $100 in application, but if you got to go back three times and you're none the wiser that you had to reschedule this three times. That's going to erode your profits yeah. too. Three strikes you pay or three strikes you're out either way. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Coming back at you next week. Work on it Wednesdays. Mike and Dylan from the Civil Growth team. Uh, happy to get some more pre-submitted questions. We've got a, a couple good ones coming up. But uh, if you have some questions or things that you would like to work on in your business, uh, we're going to break it down step by step. And actually, like we did today, show you how to make the formulas and how to actually build that out uh, outside of a software. And then hopefully how to implement it in the software to buy those time back and actually buy some more uh, freedom for you to actually work on these processes and systems in your business instead of having to be a slave to your Excel sheets and pen and paper. So we'll see you next Wednesday. Work on it Wednesday with Mike and Dylan from the Simple Grow team. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.